Welcome to the first episode of the All Things Reality Podcast, where we talk all things competitive reality TV, including Big Brother, Survivor, The Challenge, and more. My name is Champagne, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Laith. We are two small TikTokers who had a crazy idea of starting a podcast to talk about our favorite reality shows. Today, we are going to discuss our individual top five reality TV fights. Before we get into that, let's start out with our weekly reality recap. Today, we're going to be discussing our thoughts thus far on the Challenge Double Agents. If you want to skip ahead to our reality fight rankings, we will leave those timestamps in the description. All right, for our weekly reality recap, let's talk about the Challenge 36 Double Agents. Uh, my first question is, Laith, how are you feeling about the pairs? Um, I mean, I like them so far. My my fave so far. I mean, honestly, I really liked Wes and Natalie. It was a little bit of a bummer to see uh, Wes go home. Honestly, I like that pairing. Um, but also, I'm excited to see Natalie play her own game because it looked like she was just following exactly what Wes told her to do. I really love. Um, I think it was C C T and Big T. I love that pairing. They're honestly my second. Fa- they're my favorite now. Honestly. I agree completely. I feel like they just complement each other so well. At first, I was a little concerned because I'm like, CT, this legend with, um, you know, Big T where she's looked at to be a layup. And But I saw that they complement each other so well, and I think that they could potentially go very far. I mean, it depends. We don't really know how long these pairs last together, if they'll even compete together in the final. We don't know if they'll be broken up. Um, But, I mean, I really like them. And if it's a pair that's going to win, I would honestly have them be one of my winner picks if it's a pair that goes all the way. Right. And the thing is, you never know who's going to be your partner. You never know. You know, it it could change. You see Kyle, he picked cam and then cam got stolen again so apparently everyone wants cam this season except for maybe ct (laughs) i i don't like that they can switch so easily every single episode it kind of causes confusion for me personally um i I couldn't i I, right now when we're talking about this i have a list pulled up of the pairings because i would not be able to tell you who is paired with who i don't know i i like it a lot i feel like it really like keeps us on the edge of our seats you know we never know and that's just a whole new level to the game that these pairs have to you know work with who's your favorite so far oh that's so hard i actually really like Darrell and amber b we have not seen amber b like at all like she has gotten no screen time but Darrell is a legend and amber b i mean i feel like i just love her from big brother she's probably has a lot of Big Brother fans watching this season just because of her. Same with Natalie. You see so many Survivor fans watching the challenge because of Natalie. That's the only reason that I started watching the challenge, if I'm being honest, was <laughs> because of Natalie and Jay. I didn't watch last season with Jay, but I really love Natalie on Survivor. She was one of my favorites. Um, so when I heard that she was going to be on the challenge, that's when I started watching the challenge because of her. So I, if it's going to be an individual winner pick, I want Natalie to win. Um, she already has a golden skull. She is a beast in these challenges. I don't think any of these girls even can compare to her, in my opinion. How are we feeling about the twists? I mean, we got the secret vote, um, the eliminations. They're not competing in pairs. You know, we see seen with um rivals too we've seen with exes those pairs competed together but this time we're competing as you know female or male how are you feeling about these twists i'm a little bit not confused by it but i feel like it's kind of like what's the point of even having pairs right they're not going to compete in pairs It, it they don't vote in pairs they vote individually 
they compete individually except for the the beginning for the double agents doing it that way kind of takes away from the importance of having a duo or the importance of having a good partner however i do feel like soon if not next episode because now we're even with guys and girls i think that the next elimination potentially will be a duo elimination that's my prediction maybe i don't know because we've seen um for the challenge um past seasons when they played in pairs it kind of sucked because it was like maybe this very big legend and then they got paired up with a rookie and it almost didn't seem fair because the rookie was the reason why they went home if that kind of makes sense so I kind of almost like it that they compete individually because we get to see their skill if that makes sense and what makes me think that eventually that they're going to split is because they're competing individually. They're not competing as pairs. So I feel like another big twist, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, the finale, they're not going to be, I have no idea. I can't imagine that by the end of the season, they're still in pairs. I feel like by the end of the season, I think they'll totally be individual. Um, It'd be pretty surprising to me, honestly, if they kept them in pairs. Right. How do you feel about the secret vote? I personally love it and i was kind of disappointed when fessy and anisa well actually it was fessy fessy told the house like hey we can see who you vote for and i didn't really like that i think that they should keep it a secret because this is valuable information that you know could help you and if they have known that a week earlier kyle would have never switched his vote and kyle would have never lied about who he voted for well i mean we know that fessy is not the smartest player i mean if you saw him on big brother 20 um he literally was the sole reason that level six was able to succeed in that game because he was an idiot when he won hoh and sent home someone in his own alliance so i mean he's someone who is easily manipulated um i i was surprised that he was even seen as this huge challenge threat in the challenge because they didn't portray him like that in big brother um so i mean like i don't really i don't really know how to feel about it i feel like um i like the secret vote i mean it's kind of ruined now that fessy exposed it to everyone um for literally just as an excuse to to put up kyle um so i mean I liked that the the concept a bit before, but now the power of it is gone because of what Fessy did. Right. And it literally adds this whole new element of like social play. And it's really going to make you double think like, who should I vote for? Because whoever wins, they're going to know exactly who I voted for. Therefore, that's going to expose alliances. You know, where in past seasons where you could have secret alliances, like last season, Johnny Bananas and Wes were alliances, where they were aligned together whereas every other season they've been against each other but this season with the secret vote it's gonna expose alliances and so i think that adds a whole new just level to the game how do you feel about the gold skull you like it or maybe not from the point of view of a competitor i don't like it because I like the idea that you can strategically make your way to the end of the game. Um, Like someone like Cam, who wouldn't need, because everyone loves her apparently, she wouldn't need to go into an elimination. Like in previous seasons, that's how it used to be. Um, However, now, now you can't just close your way to the end. So, I mean, from a viewer's perspective, it's it's more entertaining because, um, it's I think it's more entertaining because you don't know what's going to happen. People that are going to have to volunteer to go into an elimination. So it, it, it keeps you on your toes as a viewer. But I mean, as a competitor, I could see how it would be difficult and kind of annoying. I don't know. Right. Because in um, World of the Worlds 2, um, the huge debate about it was that 
there were eight people who made it to the finale that have never gone into an elimination. And what happened is the same people were getting thrown into elimination elimination after elimination like Theo went in three times Bear went in three times Georgia went in three times and so I actually personally really like it so then I feel like it gives everyone an even chance if you want to make it to that final prove it but I do understand where you're coming from from the social aspect because coming from Big Brother that is so much more social whereas I feel like the challenge is more physical I mean, I, I do agree in that sense, but I also don't like how there's a limited amount of schools. Right. I mean, we're, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. The fact that there's only 10 schools and there's how many people? There's 30 people. So, and it's not like pairs get a school like you maybe anticipated in the beginning. Um, it's individual people. So there's already what, three schools are taken out of the seven. Exactly. And we're only three episodes in and these shows go for like 20 episodes long. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in the future. Exactly. And so who are we predicting to go far? If it's individual, I think Natalie is going to win. Uh, if it's pairs, um, I'm thinking maybe Cam and Kyle or Big T and CT. I honestly am kind of surprised by this duo, but Lolo and Nam, nobody is targeting them. And they are single-handedly, in my opinion, the most threatening team. I mean, we got an Olympian and we got Nam, who is a literal... I can't even explain. He's just... A physical specimen and nobody is targeting them maybe they're playing the rookie card I have no idea but absolutely no one is targeting them so far and even Natalie said it Natalie was like I feel like I can beat anyone except for Lolo so I'm not sure if they're gonna want to give her her red skull because who's gonna want to go against her in elimination so I feel like my prediction, maybe Nam and Lolo to go far, even though they are rookies. I mean, I don't think anyone really wants to go against them. I, I think that's a great pick. Um, I agree. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of upset. I, I'm, I forgot about them, honestly. They've been kind of relevant <laughs> in my opinion. Cause the only thing that they were on the TV screen for was their, their weird relationship, which I isn't know. even like a real relationship. <laughs> so... So I kind of, I kind of just forgot that they were even there. But now that you say it, they're also a pretty good pair. Um, so yeah, because he he was on like an equivalent the next the Netflix original version basically of American Ninja Warrior, and she's an Olympian. Um, so I'm excited to see. I think they could do well together as well. All right, I love this discussion. Um, let's wrap this up for the weekly reality recap. For our first discussion topic, we wanted to pick something that really displayed who we are and what we're into. And what better topic to show that than our favorite fight in competitive reality show history. There wasn't really any criteria for what we picked. Um, we kind of just picked which one made us think, oh my god, that is crazy. Uh, when we first watched it, uh, fights on our list come from the shows Big Brother, Survivor, and The Challenge. So, Champagne, get us started. What is your, what is one of your first pick uh, for your top five reality show fights? This obviously was a very hated season. Season, but I can't think of a better fight. Just so dramatic, so funny. And I, I'm re-watching this season actually right now with my dad, and we just can't stop laughing at it. It is season 19, and we have Josh versus Mark. This happened when they were doing um, the eight ball, and you know, they're having a competition, and basically whoever was the loser had to chug pickle juice and hot sauce and when Josh was going he double hit so it was a scratch and you watch it back it definitely was a scratch and um so Mark was very upset he was like that's a scratch and Josh was like no I just won and they both just disagree <laughs> they were like 
I won. And then he's like, I won. So they had this huge, you know, argument and they got in each other's face. And you know what Mark does? He has the hot sauce and he has the pickle juice and he has it in a cup. And what he does is he throws it right in Josh's face. And that's probably why I picked this because honestly, I don't know how I would act if someone were to throw hot sauce and pickle juice right in my face. I don't know how to, I wouldn't know how to act. And, um, so what did Josh do? He went in the kitchen, he got ketchup and mayo, and he got entire bottles and started throwing it right back, right back at Mark. And then this started the whole pots and pans as well. And Josh carried these pots and pans throughout the entire season. Yeah, so for as bad as Big Brother 19 was, in my (laughs) opinion, um, it it honestly had horrible gameplay and it was everyone just doing what Paul told them to. Uh, This was a highlight from that season. Uh, I thought this was hilarious. Uh, The pots and pans made me hate Josh. Josh even more um you know it, it, they were bullying Mark poor Mark and Elena like they were they were bullied by this poor house uh they were all horrible to them um but I mean Josh deserved that pickle juice and hot sauce to his face if I'm being honest like he was being rude he was he was a horrible he was horrible um so and he kept denying it he kept saying I won yeah. I won and it was clearly <laughs> obvious that he did not win clearly so obvious Clearly, he did not win, so I found that that fight was hilarious. I think that's a great pick. Um, I didn't include BB-19 on my list, honestly, because I, I hated everyone on that cast besides Jessica and Cody, <laughs> so uh, I, I found it hilarious. I think it just, like, refreshed in my mind because I am actually re-watching it with my dad, and um, we, I don't know, we just found it hilarious. Josh is just such a character, and I think he just has a lot of growing up to do. It's been three years since his season has passed, and I still don't think he's grown up we look at the challenge and he's still creating fights and arguments so I just I think Josh will look back at this one day or maybe not but yes I think he has a lot of growing up to do a lot of maturing you can tell that Josh is one of those people on reality television that he exaggerates it for the camera I'm sure everyone oh, 100%. does that but like I remember I recently was watching um, the challenge uh, War of the Worlds and him and Amanda got into like a fight and it was so clearly fake. I remember I, I filmed it, I sent it to my friends on Snapchat. I was like, guys, look at this ridiculous fight that I'm watching on TV right now because it, it's obvious that he starts fights for no reason. And it's just like, it's it's funny to watch, I guess, but like I also, it makes me hate him even more. Every single season. Has there ever been a season where you haven't seen Josh No. pick a fight, pick an argument? No. <laughs> no, so, never. Okay, so I will go with my pick. Uh, so I actually, I have in Survivor Season 29, San Juan del Sur. Um, it was Natalie Anderson versus John Rocker. Um, so for those of you that have not seen that season, um, it was a blood versus water season. So the tribes were divided based off of family members. So Natalie's twin sister, Nadia, was the first one voted out on John Rocker's tribe. Uh, and the tribe kept losing and everyone seemed to be idolizing John Rocker. That's what it, it was uh, the point of view from Natalie. Um, so after they had lost, um, Natalie called him out. I know John Rocker, he had a racist, homophobic past. He was very outspoken about um, being anti-black. Uh, he was against gay people, very homophobic. 
homophobic. Um, so he was just downright a bigot kind of person. And she called him out for that as a, she was a, a she's a woman. Um, she is, she's someone from Sri Lanka. She, she called him out for it. Um, so she's, she told him, vote him out. Say with your racist homophobic past. And John Rocker's response was um, to say, if you were a man, I'd punch your teeth out. And, you know, I think that really got her even more riled up. Um, and then it worked. I mean, later in the episode, he got voted out, if I recall correctly. So, I mean, Natalie Anderson, she knew what she was doing. Um, and it was it was great to see her. Um, you, know, you know, in television, in reality TV, you don't really see women buck up to men like this, like they should. She called him out for, for all of his BS, and it worked. So, I mean, all, all props to her. That's why I love her so much. I completely agree. Natalie Anderson is so well-known and for a positive reason everybody loves Natalie Anderson even the challenge coming in as a rookie was so a fan favorite even coming in as a rookie like everyone loved Natalie and this scene this fight in particular is I love Natalie and like you said you've never seen anyone buck up to a man like that and even his response is if you were a man I'd punch your teeth out which is so ego egotistical of him to say and uh, I just have so much respect for Natalie in this sense uh definitely gained just so much love and respect and she really showed that like female empowerment you know that we can do it too we can say what's on our mind and obviously you know he had a very bad past I mean being racist homophobic you know and her being a person of color Obviously, she had a very big motive, you know, to speak out against that because that is completely wrong. And yes, he deserved it completely. He should have been called out. And I'm so glad Natalie Anderson was the person to call him out. So much props to her. Yeah, she's a badass. I love her. All right. So moving on, <laughs> who is your next pick? All right. So we have from the challenge Final Reckoning. We have Tony versus Corey. This is known as the infinite. Everybody knows this. It is the pasta spaghetti scene. So this happened right after they went out to a bar. And I feel like the challenge definitely does this on purpose. Get you know, gets the challengers drunk. This is where you see a lot of, you know, drama caused, a lot of fights. Um, and obviously alcohol has a lot to do with it as well. Um, so they were driving home from a bus and Corey had pasta with him. And there's two different sides to this. So from, from uh, Tony's side, he says that someone sat on the pasta, therefore, it wasn't in use anymore. So what he did is throw it out the window completely. And from Corey's side, they had a dispute. And he said Tony, out of nowhere, threw it out of the window. So who do we know to believe? We have no idea. Um, so this scene was caused pretty much after this happened. They got off the bus and they were in each other's face talking about pasta uh tony comes over and kind of gives him this little you know hug side-ish hug and what does Corey do he trips i don't i don't know how to describe it but he put his foot underneath both of tony's foot and aggressively just pushes him down to the cement like literal cement this could have hurt him so bad and just out of nowhere out of like from pasta why what was like it was just something so silly and you know 
Devin and Corey were teamed up on Final Reckoning. So Devin's response is, you know, Tony slipped. Corey had nothing to do about it. He slipped. Banana's response, who was teamed up with Tony, was that wasn't a slip. That was intentional. You see the re- you see the replay. It was very intentional. And over pasta. So basically, what happened? Corey had to cool down. He went to this, you know, hotel. And Tony was taken to the hospital. Make sure there wasn't anything wrong with his head. No stitches. Stuff stuff like that. And Corey got DQ'd from Final Reckoning. And Devin was his partner. So unfortunately, Devin got DQ'd as well, um, which is really. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, I, I get they're drunk, and it's, that's what they're going to do. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I feel bad for Devin. As you said, he he was trying to get his partner out of it. Um, you know who I really don't like? I mean, I already just don't like them in general. I really don't like Johnny Bananas. Um, <laughs> I've only seen him in, like, one season, and he annoys me. Like, he really annoys me. And I, just watching this clip, he was getting way too heated for no reason. I get it's his partner who was just slammed to the ground, um, and Corey was way out of line for doing that. Um, but, I mean, overall, this seemed like... It was just kind of like a fight over nothing. Once again, I feel like all of these fights that we're talking about, almost all of them are literally over nothing. So right. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know how I feel about this. Um, I don't like bananas. That's what I'm gonna say. And <laughs> yeah, that's all I really have to say about this. And, yeah, it just seemed to be over nothing. Yeah. So for my next pick, uh, it's from Big Brother 18, actually in the jury house. Um, it was Devon <gasps> versus Polly. I was going to add this one. I was going to add it. I was going to add it. <laughs> Honestly, one of Davon's most legendary fights. I actually have Davon on this list twice. So this is the first time ah. you're going to see Davon up on here. I'm obsessed with Davon. Um, Same. But obsessed. Polly was horrible to Zakia in the Big Brother house. So the way this came up, this was in Big Brother 18. Um, so what had happened was Zakia and Polly were in a showmance of sorts. Um, but then Zakia got voted out when Polly had the veto. So it was a little bit confusing. He had the power to save his quote unquote showmance and didn't do it. Um, and then when they get back in the jury house, Zakia is back all over Polly once they're both voted out. And Devon calls him out for it. Uh, and then they get into an argument over it. And then Polly mentions her daughter. And, you know, no one can mention Devon's daughter and get away with it. So she got all up in his face. She said, don't mention my daughter. Got up all in his face. They had have producers come tear them apart. You had Bridget uh, on Devon's side. And it was it was basically Zakia and Polly versus the entire jury house. Um, I found it hilarious. It was one of my favorite reality show fights in history. Um, probably one of my favorite in, in recent history. Oh my gosh. Just like Natalie Anderson, Devon is one to speak up and that's why she is so, such a fan favorite. She is not afraid to speak up and say what's on her mind and complete respect for that. And can we talk about, do you remember, um, oh man, this must've happened back in May. There was this huge viral like sound on TikTok. It was like, Wait a damn minute. Wait and it was from a damn minute. It was Davon. I remember watching that clip and being like, wait a minute. So Davon actually had a viral sound on TikTok from this very fight. Because when they watched it back, she was like, Polly had the power and he didn't save me. So Davon goes, wait a damn minute. <laughs> I loved that. And oh, I just, I 
was not a fan of Polly either. And I don't, I'm kind of on Davon's side as well. Why would Zakia go back to Polly? Obviously, I don't know what discussions happened in the jury house. I don't know how they made up. Obviously, they made up. But um, I don't know why she would go back to him as well. And, you know, Davon and Zakia, they're supposed to be friends. You know what I mean? And she feels like Zakia chose Polly over her and Davon's just trying to be a good friend saying this is not the man you should be with this is not the man that respects you this is not you know he doesn't treat you well why are you still with him so love Davon that fight was honestly iconic and very intense and yes he should not bring up Davon's daughter that is like her pride and joy and at that time she must have been what one one years old two years old yeah she was super young and that yeah that, you know, is her pride and joy. And, you know, that was like a personal attack. That was Polly's personal attack. So that she had every right to be mad at that. Yeah. I mean, you you saw it throughout that whole season. Polly treated Zakia like trash. I mean, it's it was shocking oh, as yeah. a viewer. It was shocking as a viewer when they when they go back to the jury house and you see that they're back together randomly. Um, and also, you know, this is a kind of attack that men have tried to use on Davon multiple times. You saw this in the challenge War of the Worlds. Um, Wes tried to do that to Davon, but she learned from last time. They were She was still in the game, so she kept her mouth shut. I bet it was hard for her to do. But I don't know why it's still a thing for men to try and call out a woman's daughter. Totally uncalled for. Definitely made this attack very personal, which I know they always say separate personal from the game. But when it comes personal, when you take those personal low blows, um, yeah, I would be very heated and upset too. Like, I don't know how I would react. The next one I have on my list is a little bit of an oldie. We have the challenge Rivals 2, Jemmy versus Knight. And this one's just really silly. It's very famous. um, And it's the catch-up fight. So if you guys don't know, first of all, Jemmy and Knight actually met on the challenge and dated outside of the challenge you know, in real life for a year and a half, which is actually, you don't see that very much on the challenge. So they came in to the challenge, actually exes already. And so one night, you know, they were just fooling around, the whole house was, and Knight kept saying, I can't keep Jemmy off of me. Jemmy keeps following me around. She's annoying me. So Knight thought, what better than to throw ketchup on Jemmy. And Jemmy has a huge just fear of ketchup for some unknown reason. She had some bad history with ketchup, which I'm not sure how that's even possible. But um, yeah, so Jemmy had this huge fight with Knight because Knight was chasing her around. She was screaming, running around, throwing garbage cans, trying to get Knight away away from her. And Knight took a bottle of ketchup and just squirted it on her back, obviously making her very upset. And this is just another, you know, silly fight. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty messed up to throw ketchup on someone who has a fear of it. But I mean, once again, I just thought it was funny. If this is one of those serious fights, even though they made it seem serious on the show, I found it hilarious. Like when he threw the ketchup on her, I was dying laughing when I saw that clip. Um, and then didn't, was that the one where she threw a trash can at him too? Yes. She was literally growing, she grabbed an entire trash can and just threw it like across the room, which is 
crazy <laughs> in like retaliation. Yeah, she was so mad that he that he threw ketchup on her that she threw a trash can back at him. It's just like, that's like classic reality TV drama. It's <laughs> hilarious in my opinion. All right, so for my next pick, I have um, also from the challenge. This is the challenge season 33. This is my only pick from the challenge. Um, it is War of the Worlds, the only season that I have watched fully. Um, and it was Ashley versus Theo. Uh, Theo said that <laughs> Ashley looked like Eminem's mom um, and she lost it. She was crying, she was cussing <laughs> at him saying you call me white trash how dare you um and he was like he was like what he had just got to the show she was coming off a big win from the previous season yep and she comes out here crying causing this huge scene for what i i only put it on this list we don't need to talk about this too much but i just wanted to throw this in there because i thought it was the funniest thing i've ever seen because why are you crying over saying you look like eminem's mom (laughs) i just it's it's just so comical. Like, it's just, she really brought it to another level. Like, obviously, Theo was kind of kind of throwing this low blow, um, trying to get underneath Ashley's skin, and it worked. And she was just so emotional over it, and it was just very comical. Obviously, that's something a reality TV show wants to happen. Like, this is exactly, they're like, this is great TV. Um... But yeah, she was very thrown off by that. Very, um, very upset. It was just very funny to watch. Do you really think he was trying to do that to get under her skin? I thought he was just actually saying, oh, you kind of look like Eminem's mom. I don't think it was anything too deep. And that's how I saw it. I don't know. That's, I don't, it's so hard because it's like. He seems so innocent. I know. I don't know. I mean, it's just like, <sighs> I mean, I, and then she she took it to another level. She's like, I'm going to pick you as my partner tomorrow. And I'm going to lose on purpose. I already oh. have a million dollars. I don't care. I'll yes. lose on purpose. I'm going to get you out just so you can lose. All because he said she looked like Eminem's mom. That was just for what? I don't. It was just so nice. For what? I remember that. She kept, she was threatening, I'm going to pick you as my partner. You know, I'm going to yeah. make sure you lose on purpose. I already have a million dollars. Like, I'm rich. And it was just very yeah. funny. Like, obviously, that'd be a an act of you know revenge obviously and she would try to throw off his game but that didn't end up happening obviously so yeah good for him i guess (laughs) all right so what is your next pick oh my gosh this is actually just one of my favorites and i really hope you've seen this clip um it is Big Brother season 12 and we got Rachel Riley versus Reagan. Have you seen this? This is my favorite. I think even Please people who me. haven't I think people who even haven't seen Big Brother know about this fight. I think it went viral on TikTok a few months ago. <gasps> yes! Um, Literally. It was He was coming for her neck. Reagan was not coming to play. She was trying to mess with him <laughs> and she couldn't Rachel Riley, as much as I love her, as much as the classic line, floaters grab a life vest, he, she could not compete with him. He he uh-uh. ended her on every single level. He came for her neck, her personal life. Yes. She came, he came for her, her game, her big brother game, her personal life. She, there, was, there was no crumbs left behind. So basically what happened is this Pandora's box was opened um, it was Brendan's Pandora box and it unleashed, quote unquote, something bad into the house. And you hear this doorbell ring actually like six times. You hear this doorbell ding, 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 ding. And it is Rachel Riley with her famous, I'm back, bitches. And 
this is just so iconic. And she right away just goes straight for Reagan. And oh, Reagan, you upset? Like there's just I've probably I've probably watched this so many times to the point where I could literally reenact this whole entire fight. Like this is just so funny. Out of nowhere, Rachel just comes for Reagan. Very un I mean, she's just trying to cause drama, obviously. And you hear some of the most famous like Reagan lines like, Why don't you give me a drink, uh, Waitress? And you see her face drop. She, like the reason why I love this so much is for once in a Big Brother season, you see Rachel Riley completely just she didn't she, she didn't speechless. talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, she was she, spe- that's that's literally the word I was thinking of. She was speechless. When she heard these digs, she didn't come back. Like it was she couldn't. Like they were just so iconic. <laughs> there was something Reagan said, you know, Rachel comes out into the backyard. She goes she knew Reagan was a have-not, so he couldn't eat anything but slop. So she intentionally goes, tries to start drama. She goes, ooh, Reagan, you want to have some of these ooey, uh, gooey brownies? And, you know, there's some famous lines where Reagan's like, your boobs a lie, your face are a lie, the only thing that is honest about you is the pimples on your chin. And that was just so funny. There's just so many iconic lines. And the thing is, nobody speaks up to Rachel like you were you would see in her past season uh nobody could talk about her you know what I mean season 13 everyone was like terrified of her she came in as a vet and nobody would speak against Rachel and you know you have Reagan that is just coming for her a hundred percent and he in my opinion completely won that battle uh what are your what are your thoughts do you think he won it uh yeah she couldn't even compete as much as i I love rachel riley i think she's hilarious she's one of the best bb players in history in my opinion but this was hilarious i was dying laughing um and i I couldn't help but cheer for him as he as he ended her too literally this is probably my number one pick i don't know why this is just so funny and i love bb12 and this is mainly the reason why because the whole rachel versus reagan fight this is literally probably my favorite his fight in all time just so iconic yeah so iconic all right so we're gonna move on also um you know i'll switch up we'll go to survivor so i have one from survivor uh season 26 Karamoan. um so for those of you who have seen that season i'm sure you can guess what it is it is brandon hands versus philip shepherd so two of the craziest people in survivor history uh the survivor producers brought them back and decided to, it, they thought it'd be a good idea to put them on the same tribe uh and you saw how that turned out uh explosive arguments uh brandon kind of knew he was on the bottom he 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 was not included on the votes. He was really uh, upset about Francesca being voted out twi- uh, first twice. Um, so he felt really bad for her, and he kind of lost it. He was coming for Philip's neck. He said, Philip, he's like, you only made it to the end because of Boston Rob. You're useless. Um, and Philip, I mean, as much as I didn't like Philip, he handled it really gracefully. Um, he didn't really engage. He was like, okay, well, you're going to get voted out next. Goodbye. And Brandon lost it. Um, Brandon, he dumped out all the rice. Absolutely. Yeah, he dumped out all the rice, all the beans, um, and his, the tribe of favorites just uh, could not handle with him. So 
the, at the at the next immunity challenge, um, they forfeited the challenge to vote him out, uh, and he had another breakdown in front of the other fans tribe, uh, and it, it was it was just insane to watch. And you know, on Survivor, it's so hard because it's like you barely have a shelter, you barely have food. So when you have that, when you have food, you treasure it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you savor it for days. And for him, I would for him to just throw all of that away as if it was nothing that would make me completely upset and especially because your body is fueled by food you need food to fuel your body and when you don't have that you start going crazy you start acting like you wouldn't normally act and even that's happened with me you know when I think everyone can agree when you're hungry you just become this angry version of yourself and it's just not pretty and so I kind of like what the the whole tribe did, you know, as revenge. They took it very seriously. They're like, we're going to forfeit. And because of your actions, you're going home. And stuff like that can completely ruin your game. Obviously, if you were thrown out food, why? Like that is going to completely ruin your game. And, you know, he got what was coming for him completely deserved yeah uh i think also part of it was it was a psychological thing if you watch that clip the people um are the 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 tribe mem the tribe members are just they're so emotionally disturbed by what they had to go through living with him he was not um stable as a as a person um so it was pretty crazy to watch um that that breakdown incur uh he was banned from the reunion show you'll probably never see him on survivor ever again um so and he's also he's russell hans's nephew russell called him a disgrace uh russell said that this was his attempt at trying to upstage russell um and he might have done a good job of it but at what cost you know oh my gosh all right so my last pick um even if you haven't seen big brother if you have not seen this season you've seen this clip it is so famous, and if you watched BB22, we have my one of my favorite fights from Big Brother Season 10. We have Keisha's birthday, and like I said before, if you've not seen this, Keisha was on BB22, and sadly, she was voted off, but you know, even her BB comic was Keisha's birthday. That's how iconic this moment is, and to be completely honest... I could watch back the clip and have no idea how it started. No idea, because it just bounces back and forth. He said this, she said this, this person's being rude. Like, it just bounces back and forth, and you have no idea where it's going to go. Yeah, Keisha's birthday is iconic. Um, It's just hilarious. Iconic. It's just hilarious. She... um, Keisha's uh, putting double middle fingers up to Jesse. She's saying, you suck. So we see the two old people randomly fighting in a bedroom. What, what, it was literally about nothing. They started yelling at each other while everyone else is in the kitchen fighting with each other. All while it's Keisha's birthday. Um, and then and then randomly Memphis is brought into it. Uh, Jesse is probably a big part of it. And then yep. Libra out of nowhere goes, who wants cake? <laughs> yeah and this is a day to be celebrating like even in the big brother house that that house gets so crazy and i feel like a birthday is just a time to just not think about the game and just enjoy it but obviously this was not an enjoyable birthday at all and after this whole fight they're like all right let's go celebrate right so you know they put the 
you know, have the whole cake there. You know, it's awful. And everyone's singing happy birthday, really, you know, (laughs) not enthusiastic. It's so awkward. And even Keisha's like looking down at the floor, very awkward about it. And at the end, Libra goes, there's this huge silence, right? Huge silence. And Libra goes, so who wants cake? And that's just such an iconic line. Everybody knows that line. And everybody knows Keisha's birthday. And if you guys have not seen it, go go watch it. It is so worth your while. Yeah. All right. So moving from one Big Brother fight to another, um, I'm kind of actually, I wish we didn't put this off to the last one because I honestly, this fight is only on here because it's from my recent memory. This is from BB22 All-Stars. Christmas versus Devon and Bailey. So anyone who watched BB22, it was kind of a universal thing that we all kind of hated Christmas and we all kind of loved Devon and Bailey. And it was kind of heartbreaking to see Keisha go out, then see, well, I didn't really care that much about Nicole A, but then to see Janelle, then Kaser. Um, and then Bailey and Devon were on the block that next week. It was just heartbreaking as a fan to watch that happen. And then... Christmas has the nerve to try and cause a fight over it with Bailey. She was Bailey was talking calm with her and Christmas then they started getting into a fight. Christmas is like, Don't don't talk to me like that, Bailey. She's your untouchable. What am I supposed to do with that? Then she starts yelling at Devon, and then Devon gets worked up because Christmas is disrespecting her. It was just really hard to watch as a as a fan because I loved uh Bailey and Devon and when they didn't win the veto, it was so heartbreaking um, that week. Oh. Man, I have so many emotions, literally just about this fight in particular and just Christmas in general. She completely manipulated Bailey into saying that, almost as in pre-knowing that she knew she was going to use that against her. She asked the questions. She specifically said, who is your untouchable? And Bailey said, well, that's obvious, Devon. But she used that information. She manipulated her. Bailey thought that they were just having this close conversation, but completely manipulated her to use that against her. And what really makes me upset about that week, that HOH, Christmas should have not been HOH. It should have been Devon, because Devon should have won that. And it came down to the very last one. Devon hit it, and she accidentally said the wrong, the wrong answer. So by default, Christmas won that HOH. But she didn't necessarily win it. You know what I mean? She didn't earn that win. It was by default. So yeah, and she had the nerve to start up this conversation and also just bring kind of like race into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Christmas was terrible. She said, I feel like I'm going to get shot right now. So I, have to lock, I have to lock my HOH door tonight when I sleep. Like, come on. Is that really necessary when it's it's a game? No one was getting that serious. You're the one who took it serious. You're the former felon out of the three people right? in the situation. Literally. And you're going to have the nerve to say those things when Bailey and Devon were just chilling. They were nice. They were Bailey and Devon. In their previous seasons, they may have been seen as problematic sometimes, which they, in my opinion, I love them both times. However, they were seen as problematic people, and and it became a whole thing about how black women 
are seen as being problematic, those stereotypes when they're not even doing anything different than a white woman. So it was hard. You saw the emotion in Devon trying to hold herself back because she knew she would be labeled as there goes Devon, she said. She was nervous. She knew how she was going to be perceived if she fought back. So it was really hard to watch um, because I really do love Devon and I really do love Bailey. So to see Christmas do that to them when she was in a position of power was really hard to watch for me. It was very, very hard to watch just the amount of anger I have is just unreal and like you said they're deemed as problematic but for what they're just standing up for themselves they're speaking their mind as if any white person would you know what I mean but you don't see those stereotypes happening about a white person and Devon yeah she's speaking her mind she's standing up for herself same with Bailey but yeah they're deemed problematic and that comment that Christmas made about worrying about having to be shot up and locked that was completely unnecessary and again was a personal attack you know whereas they always say separate game from personal and for you know this whole movement being so relevant and her using that was completely uncalled for is almost I don't know what to say about it it just so many wrongs just it doesn't equal a right and she was definitely in the wrong there yeah as terrible as it is i included it on this list because i finally we finally got some drama in bb22 it was so boring up to this point besides the little mini rivalry between janelle and nicole um this was finally finally we got some drama but it it was it was just like not as what you would want to see as a viewer it was pretty hard it was sad to watch a little bit a hundred percent and like you said there was literally no drama and just like the winners at war you said there wasn't really any like arguments it's also this like they know what they're coming into and they know if they start an argument it's gonna hurt their game so they were all trying to play it safe all this oh i like you when they're being they're very passive aggressive obviously they don't like them but for their game aspect you have to pretend to like them and it yeah this was pretty much the only drama up until that point and obviously it's not the drama we want to see at all it's very upsetting but um i do see why you add this on your list it was probably one of the more eventful if not the most eventful of big brother 22 so that concludes our list of the best fights from our favorite reality shows Let us know your thoughts on our list and what did we miss. You guys can follow us and reach out to us on TikTok. You can find my personal account at All Things Reality. Yeah, and you can find me at LOLLath. That is at L-O-L-A-I-T-H. You can also shoot us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast at gmail.com. What did you think of our first episode? What do you want to hear about in the future? And are there any potential guests that you guys want to see? Let us know. We want to hear from you guys. Yes, guys, let us know. We want to create a discussion. And with that being said, that concludes our first episode. We hope you guys all have a safe and happy new year. Bye.